Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hello, 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 hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week and this is episode 125. It's great to have you here as always. Coming up in today's show, we've got another newsy one. There's a few bits to cover. We've got a little bit to talk through on the upcoming Disney Plus day that was announced. It sounds very cool. A couple of little updates about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Nothing too heavy on that one, but uh, a, a couple of cool little nuggets there. Potentially a new Star Wars game. Uh, coming at some point and uh and marcia lucas george's uh exer indoors she's not happy she's not happy with uh what's going on with uh, either the prequels or the sequel trilogy so uh we'll get to that as well but until then yeah welcome to spark of rebellion So it's going to be a Gary Solo show this week. I am one of your one of your hosts. Normally, um, as you guys know, I have a co-host that flies with me in the Falcon, Mr. Mark Asquith, but he's off today. He's off doing whatever Mark does these days. I'm pretty sure, not to say, it's not confirmed, just a suspicion, but the Ryder Cup does start today. Yeah. So I'm thinking that Mark is, uh, Mark is going to have a bit of a... As you know, no, there's lots cast aspersions on old Marky Mark. I'm just saying it's a possibility because it's Ryder Cup weekend that he's doing that. He's probably not, but there we go. So it's just me. I'm going to run through some news for you guys and see what's going on. But before I get on to the news, remember to, as always, listen for free on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. Uh, head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. That will direct you off to all of those uh, all the popular apps and stuff. And uh, if you want to give us a like uh, or a follow over on those apps, uh, that'd be awesome. So that way you won't miss a show when they land every single Saturday, every weekend. And we're on the socials too. Uh, go head over to sparkerofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter. We chat Star Wars and post little Star Warsy nuggets throughout the week. So uh, come and get involved over there. And if you like our show and want to get involved, like our other patrons, you can do that over on our Patreon account. And you can get that. You can get there via uh, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. There's various tiers there. Jump on from a dollar onwards and uh, get yourself some SOR swag and whatnot. And uh, as I said, our current patrons, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your continued support. So I hope you are keeping well and safe. And you've had a really, uh, a relatively decent Star Warsy week. Whether you've read a book or you've watched something on Disney Plus, or you've dragged out the old VHS tapes from the '80s, whatever you've done, I hope it's been a good Star Warsy week. I've been checking out some of the old Black Series figures again, guys. Yep, been checking them out. I was looking on my phone last night, as you do, as you do. We all do that, of course. 
sitting on the loo, or in bed, can't sleep. So having a look on Forbidden Planet or whatever. There's a couple of cool uh, websites here in the UK that do Star Wars figures, not just Forbidden Planet. Uh, but there's uh, a shout out to these guys. There's uh, staractionfigures.co.uk. That's a really good one. And also nerdtoysuk.com. Another good site. They do loads of very cool stuff there. So I'm having a look through and I'm thinking, hmm, it's always a tough decision, the old Black Series figures. And I have got my eye on a couple of them. There's a couple up for pre-order, which look pretty cool. So the Lando Calrissian from Wave 30. I think the Wave 30 is the the most recent or the upcoming most recent wave, which looks very, very cool. So Lando looks good. Think about picking him up. There's also Aura Singh, uh, also in Wave 30. She looks very cool. Uh, we've got the old Imperial TIE Fighter. Uh, way back... But this is one of those archive figures. So those, those of you that don't know the Black Series stuff, they normally put them out in the... It started off with just the black uh, the black cardboard packaging. Fairly basic. Uh, and now they've got some of them in this... It's still black, but they've got this coloured effect that goes around the side or whatever. So um, that denotes where, the, where that figure comes from. So it could be an animated figure. It could be from the film the Mandalorian, whatever it is. But they also do these archive figures, which are just on the standard cards with the clamshell bubble wrappy thing on the front. So uh, if you've missed any of the figures the first time round, you can sort of zip back round and, and get them from the archive range. So the the, the Imperial TIE fight looks very good. I, did, I missed him the first time round. Thinking about getting that. Uh, Ventress is also uh, up for sale there. I uh, saw that one I might pick up. Uh, and I'm also undecided on the old... Um, uh, uh, the Cosca Reeves figure. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't dived into the Mandalorian stuff too much in terms of figures, but she's a really good price at the minute, for, up for pre-order. So, yeah, think about expanding the old Black Series a little bit more. I don't go mad on these too often, but, yeah, they do look pretty cool. So, yeah, Mark and I will chat about that stuff because I know he's got a few Black Series figures. Up. I'm pretty sure he pre-ordered some over the last month or two, whether they've turned up or not, I'm not sure. But that's been my week in Star Wars. I also watched a little bit of... Uh, there's a, a documentary that I go back to. Yeah, I probably watch this about a dozen times a year, I would say. Uh, I always go back to it. It's uh, Empire of Dreams, making an original trilogy. Not going to go on about it. You guys have heard me speak about this many times before, but it's a cracking documentary. It's just... It's because they use all of John Williams' music throughout and the guy, I forget his name, that does the, the narration for it. It's just a really good... A real good feel documentary, that one. The story of Star Wars behind the scenes is just as exciting as the actual film. So it's all good. So that's been my week in Star Wars. I haven't watched any of Star Wars Visions yet. If you have watched any of that, then be be sure to shoot us a tweet or something or hit us up uh, on Instagram and let us know what you thought of that. I've got it earmarked for the weekend, so I'm going to watch at least the first two or three episodes of that. So I've heard mixed reviews so far. I've heard that overall it looks very nice, visually appealing, and it's all good. Storyline-wise and character-wise, a little bit hit or miss on the old reviews. So, yeah, we'll see what see what the crack is with that. And uh, I'm sure Mark and I will have a chat about Visions next week. But on with the news. Let's do it. So, first up, Disney Plus has announced, or Disney have announced, Disney Plus Day, which is coming up in November. So, November 12th, there's going to be a special... Uh, a special day to celebrate Disney Plus being two years. It's been two years. Crikey. It doesn't feel like two years, does it? 
Crikey Moses. Anyway, so as part of one of the earning calls that Disney uh, had during Q3, uh, which happened in August, I think, beginning of August, they announced that November 12th would be reserved for a special celebration of Disney Plus to highlight the, uh, as I said, the streaming service's two-year anniversary. I still can't believe that. Crazy times. Anyway, there was an official press release going on about all the programming and stuff that's going to be part of it. And uh, nestled in amongst that list of stuff is going to be a special a special episode on Boba Fett. So it's going to celebrate the origins and the legacy of the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. Which is very cool because we know we've got the book of Boba Fett coming up and the whole season two of The Mandalorian and all that stuff. It's well timed, which is very cool. So there's a bit of blurb here from Disney, which goes on to say that on Friday, November 12th, the Walt Disney Company will host Disney Plus Day, a global celebration that will come to life across all dimensions of the company. Subscribers to Disney Plus will be treated to new content. Uh, New content releases across the service's iconic brands, including Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Nat Geo and uh, Star. Uh, This is across international markets, along with a special presentation on Disney Plus for fans with sneak peeks into what's to come, which sounds rather good. And then it goes on to say a little bit later uh, that uh, this day of appreciation brings to life our mission to entertain, inform and inspire fans and families around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling and will become an annual tentpole event to be amplified across our global businesses. So a little bit of corporate speaky there, but basically what they're saying is they're probably going to do this on a yearly basis now, celebrate Disney Plus Day uh, with all the cool programming and stuff. So, yeah, we've got some some cool Boba Fett stuff coming up in November. So we'll check that out. So mark your diaries for that one, November 12th. Right, some Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show stuffs. I think last week or the week before, we spoke about most of the cast members uh, taking to social media and stuff to say that they had wrapped on filming and everything's done, all the rest of it, but we hadn't heard from the the Jedi Master himself, Ewan McGregor. But that's now changed. So he was at the Emmys. He won an Emmy, actually, for his role in Halston. And as everything to do with... Whenever there's an actor that's been in Star Wars, it doesn't matter what they go on to do afterwards. It's the same with Doctor Who. Whatever actor plays the Doctor, whatever actor plays a Jedi or is heavily involved in Star Wars, it doesn't matter. You could do a thousand films after that. You will always be interviewed and it will always come back to uh, Star Wars or Doctor Who. That's just the way it is. So, uh, speaking after he won his Emmy, interviewed about stuff, obviously asked about Star Wars and Obi-Wan. He went on to say, we finished shooting our series and it was really, really good fun. I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed working with Deborah Chow. I think it will not disappoint. I think it's going to be good. I had a really good time making it and worked with some really wonderful people, lovely people. The new technology we employed, uh, doing it is cool. And it was a different experience than making the original three films that I did. So that's kind of cool. So I imagine an educated guest would suggest that, that when he references new technology, that's probably the volume or whatever they call that now that they've used on the Mandalorian stuff. We reported that there were a ton of on-location stuff happening around the UK. So that's obviously a part of it. But I think, yeah, there's obviously a chunk of stuff that happened on that big studio set somewhere. So that's really cool. So Obi-Wan Ewan McGregor has actually said that he's now done, all finished on the show. So now it's just full steam ahead, I guess, into post-production and getting that all ready and rocking and rolling ready for next year. Oh, it's so exciting. 
it's going to be a good one that I'm, I'm hyped for this one as i'm sure we all are and then another little nugget of stuff related to obi-wan is the show's production logo uh, features tatooine's twin sons which is kind of cool so i think that's a really good indication that the uh, the bulk of this program i think is going to be set on on tatooine which is which is not a bad thing so over on instagram the actress uh, bonnie ps who i think i'm saying that right ps uh, who is coming back to reprise her role as baru lars a young baru lars she popped an image up on her instagram and it shows some cool crew gear that was given to her by deborah chow which is a baseball cap and a jacket now we can't see too much of the jacket it's got the the logo on the sleeve and stuff but on the baseball cap it's got the the official logo so it's got star wars you know the, the typical star wars horizontal logo and then the words obi-wan kenobi inside the two lines but the twin sons of tatooine are are, are sort of embossed over the top they're positioned over the top of the logo and stuff uh, so that's really cool so that doesn't sound like much but like anything to do with star wars it's always uh we, we can turn anything <laughs> into a into a talking point so i think that's a really good indication that they've used the twin sons and it's kind of indicative of what we can expect from the show in general i think yeah i just think that tatooine's going to be a, a big old uh, a busy place for this show certainly in season one anyway so obi-wan kenobi the tv show stuff ewan mcgregor says it's all wrapped he's really happy with it which is a good sign and the official logo shows tatooine sons so it's a pretty good bet it's going to be focused over there some video game news then. Not really some sort of concrete news, but this is one of those little we've heard from an insider kind of thing. So this comes from comicbook.com and they are basically saying that a new Star Wars game has seemingly been teased by a reliable industry insider. Now, I haven't heard of said insider before, so I can't comment whether I feel it's legit or not, but these guys apparently do. So they say that although the details of the project are a little bit vague at this time of writing, when did this article go out? Uh, the 18th, so a few days ago. Uh, I'm recording this on Friday the 24th, by the way. So a few days ago this dropped and they don't have any details at that point. But the video game developer Quantum uh, Quantic Dream, uh, uh, which previously made games like Heavy Rain, Human Beyond Two, Soul, uh, Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human, really solid game that become human like a, a really good character driven decision based uh, video game very very cool game apparently these guys are making a new star wars game so in a recent post over on the socials again notable video game leaker tom henderson I've, i'm unaware of that name apologies tom uh, he shared an image that seemed to suggest that they're working on a game because it had the 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 featured main character from Detroit Become Human with a pair of lightsabers uh, emblazoned, he says, over the character's face. So he didn't provide uh, a caption or anything to go with the tweet. Uh, he didn't comment or give any details. But, you know, fandom kicked off and it, you know, oh, yeah, they're making a, they're making a Star Wars game. It's going to be awesome. So we don't really know if this is legit or if this is just... I mean, this could just be... I, I took a look at the, the the guy's Twitter account, Tom Henderson. I looked at the picture and stuff, and it's a really bad image. 
Like it's a, there's absolutely no way that this would be used in any kind of promo for the game. If this comes to fruition and Quantic Dream end up making a Star Wars game and, you know, there's absolutely no way that they would use this image. I don't know if Tom has made this image himself or if it's a quick fan little thing, but it looks absolutely... It's a bit like when... It's a bit like you've asked your nephew who knows about computers to do you a PowerPoint presentation. Knock something up, little Jimmy. Go and knock something up for me. And this, you know, and it comes back absolutely dreadful. So that's the image. It looks awful. But there could be some merit in this. We're not sure. We know that uh, we were all very, very happy when we got the news. I think it was last year now. It must have been about a year ago that EA had lost the exclusivity license for Star Wars games, which is awesome. So now it's kind of open season. Any any game studio can jump on, you know, if they've got the chops, of course, and they've got the ability to make a good Star Wars game. So this could be a thing, but it just seems very thin, and that image is a little bit, looks a little bit bad. So who knows? Lucasfilm Games, they might have approached these guys. Like I said, the I've only played one of their games, which is the Detroit Become Human game. And that's a solid, really good. So I can see, I can see what they could do with Star Wars characters and and that whole world over there. So we'll see, we'll see. It could be, it could be cool, and we'll keep you guys updated. I mean, most of all, in terms of Star Wars gaming, I'm really looking forward to hopefully next year getting some information on this big open world Star Wars game from Ubisoft, who make the Division games. They were very cool. So I'm looking forward to some information on that. But yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on this Quantic Dream thing. It could be a thing. Who knows? Right, last couple of news stories then. So, a new book's just landed for um, uh, movie producer Howard uh, Kazanjayan. I hope I'm, I'm always butcher names. I hope I'm saying that right. Howard Kazanjayan uh, is a producer's life. Is this new book. And in said book, there is a um uh, there's a, a a bit in there from George Lucas's ex-wife Marcia Lucas and she's been commenting on her thoughts on both the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy and this has come from two different places so screenrant.com they first reported on her thoughts in this book about the prequel trilogy and she's not she she's not happy in a nutshell and the old the old ex-missus is She's uh, she's still showing her disdain, not for George himself. Uh, I think, anyway, I'm not I'm no expert on this, but I think I read somewhere, so years ago, that they ended on pretty decent terms. But in terms of the Star Wars films, she's not happy at all. So a quote from this book around the prequels, she goes on to say, George is, in his heart and soul, a good guy and a talented filmmaker. I wish he would have kept directing other kinds of movies, but when I went to see episode one... I had a friend who worked at ILM who took me as a guest to a preview. I remember going out to the parking lot, sitting in my car and crying. I cried. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yep. Yeah, and this is quoted straight from the book. She says it didn't she didn't think it was very good. She said it was such a such a rich vein to mine, a rich palette to tell stories with. She said it was a lot of eye candy though, a lot of CG, but just not enamoured with the story she felt the story was weird and 
she says, particularly for a six-year-old boy who's supposed to get with this princess who looked like she was 20 years old and stuff like that. So she's gone, you know, she's laid her thoughts out, you know, pretty candidly. She hasn't held back. So that's what she had to say about the prequel trilogy. And then further on in the book, so this is over at IGN.com. She then goes on to talk about the sequel trilogy and uh, apparently how furious she was with those films. Yes. Uh, so again, this is from that same book. Uh, so she wrote the she wrote the forward in this book. This is where it comes from, and she basically says, and this is quoting again, that they don't have a clue about Star Wars. She criticizes the decision to kill off the franchise's icons, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. She goes on to say they don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories. When I saw the movie where they killed Han Solo, I was furious. Absolutely, positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo. And then at the end of the last one, they have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker. And they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. Oh, dear. She then goes on to say... Uh, and they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience. So now their main character is this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Terrible, just awful. Crikey. This is scathing. Absolutely scathing. And then they go on and quote the other other, um, quote that I just read to you about the prequel trilogy. So... George's ex. Now we must remember that this is not just this is not someone who was just alongside George for the ride and supporting him. You know, and is a bit of a Star Wars fan. Clearly, we have to remember that Marcia Lucas she actually worked on all of the original trilogy films as an editor. So she started off editing the film when George Lucas had finished wrapping and everything, and he was going into the edit process. He had to fire the first editor because he was really unhappy with how the film was coming together. His missus was working on editing another film. I think it was for, was it Brian De Palma, I think, or Francis Ford Coppola? I can't remember. She was working on another film, but he had basically pleaded with her and said, look, I really need help. So she came in. She started doing a load of stuff uh, before they passed it over to the other two guys that ultimately took the credit for, and the Oscar, by the way, for A New Hope. And then the other two films in the original trilogy, she came in, did some work on those. So she knows Star Wars pretty well. She knows it firsthand, obviously being married to George Lucas at the time when he's making the films, but then working on them as an editor and stuff like that. So she gets it. She understands. There is a slight element here of, I feel, not that she's a, a prequel hater or you know anything post the original trilogy. She just doesn't like. I don't think it's that, but it, I do feel like there's a slight, tiny little element of, because there are some Star Wars fans, it's just, it's the OT or it's nothing. And I'm not saying she's that cut and dry, black and white, but I do feel like there's a tiny little nugget of that. Like Because the original trilogy was her era, she was involved, she was, inv- you know, she worked on it and stuff. Everything post that is like, yeah, I don't know. But whether she's right or wrong, it's her opinion. Who knows? If you guys agree with this, then let us know. Fire us a tweet. Let us know what you guys think. Um... It would be very interesting to hear your thoughts on, on what she thinks about both uh, trilogies, the uh, that bookend 
uh, the OT stuff. The X is a... Always a bit sour. Always a bit sour. Anyway, that's going to do for uh, episode 125, I think. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear Star Wars listener, for coming back and listening to us for another week. If this is the first time that you've discovered our show, or the first time you've you've listened to us, then welcome to Spark of Rebellion. It's great to have you. Those of you that have listened for a long time now that have come back, then welcome back as always. It's great to have all of you here for another week of Star Wars news. Um, remember to hit us up on the Twitter, by the way. We'd love to hear your thoughts on a couple of these stories, uh, particularly around uh, the supposed rumour of another new Star Wars game coming to light. That would be cool. And also what you think to Marcia Lucas's thoughts on um, uh, the prequel and the sequel trilogy. We'd love to see if you uh, if you agree or not on that one. So before I go, just to recap then, make sure you follow us and listen for free on whatever podcast app you prefer to listen to your podcasts on. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every single Saturday. We put content out every week, so make sure you follow us for that. If you've got a minute or a second to review our show, if you like what you hear, then um, anything like podchaser.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, those kind of things. If you just want to pop a rating on there and review, that would be awesome. And thank you so much to the, uh, the people that have reviewed our show recently. Very kind words. Thank you very much for that stuff. You can find our show... Uh, by heading over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. That will direct you off to all of those things. And we're on the socials too. We can find us uh, on Twitter and, and Instagram. So sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and uh, forward slash Instagram. Come give us a like and a follow on the socials. And again, if you like our show and want to support us, then you can do that via our Patreon and you can get there via sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. Jump on from a dollar onwards, get yourself some stickers and whatnot and some other perks over there and to our current patrons uh, as mark and i say every week we are so appreciative of your support so thank you very much for your ongoing support until next week for episode 126 i've been gary and may the force be with you always always